Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode one of my podcast. It is April 21st, 2020, and we are still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, COVID-19. In Dallas, it is getting a little hot outside, but we certainly appreciate the great weather. This is Colin Harbor, and I run the DFW Top Loader blog. As I mentioned, this is the maiden voyage of my podcast. I hope to learn quite a bit as we go through this together. I'll tell you, I plan on exploring cards, sports cards, non-sports cards, other memorabilia throughout the podcast. I imagine we will explore other hobbies too as the podcast grows. I've noticed a great amount of interest in non-sports cards and hobbies. While I've only purchased a few for myself, Elvis cards, Star Wars cards, Jaws 3D cards, I know there's a huge market for these types of cards. I can also tell you that I've learned a lot from podcasts over the last year or so. I hope to be able to bring the same value to the conversation. It may be a little tough at first. It may be a little bit rough at first. But I appreciate your patience. And here we go. A lot of people have asked me why I got back into card collecting. I'd been searching for a hobby for years. We worked in the yard, read books, did a lot of things like joined a bowling team, hey, which I'm still part of and I don't really consider it a hobby now. Spent untold hours each week driving the kids around and watching them in their sports and activities. But I've never really been able to find something for me to find a hobby that I enjoyed and that made me happy. So I started collecting political campaign buttons of all things, which I guess could be considered kind of weird, but um, you know, I thought they were pretty cool. Got some some hundred year old campaign buttons. Um, you can think about the history involved with that. You know what it was used for and what it, how it went through, and it was just great. But you know, it just wasn't quite as fulfilling as I thought it would be. I was a history major at Baylor University, so I've always enjoyed history. But I also enjoyed the nostalgic aspect of history. I didn't necessarily enjoy the academic side of history. So that's why I was really into the, the, the political buttons and, you know, I, that's why I was really a little bit surprised that it wasn't that ful- fulfilling. Um, my rekindled hobby came to me almost overnight. It's kind of interesting. I was uh, on LinkedIn and um, had commented on a, a Dale Murphy post. Um, you know, Dale Murphy, think Atlanta Braves, Major League Baseball, He's got a restaurant now out in uh, out in Atlanta. He's a, a big public speaker. Was my favorite player as a child. So you know, um, uh, I can't even remember what he posted, but I posted something, you know, complimenting him or agreeing with him. I can tell you, even the name Dale Murphy brings back great memories of my childhood. Watching the Atlanta Braves on WTBS was almost a daily event. Whenever I could, I watched the Braves. Absorbing everything possible about he and the teammates like Bob Horner, Glenn Hubbard, Claudel Washington, Bruce Benedict, Rafael Ramirez, to name a few, played the game was very important to me. I was a big-time baseball player. I wanted to play like those guys. I learned a lot from them. I watched them as much as possible. I'll tell you, I also watched the Chicago Cubs on WGN. Um, but, you know, where I was in Pensacola, Florida, the Atlanta Braves were the main team that we watched. Speaking of the Atlanta Braves, um, just yesterday, Dell Murphy tweeted 
yesterday, uh, April 20th, that um, on that day, on, on yesterday's date in 1982, 37,000 plus fans at Fulton County Stadium see the 82 Braves go to 12 and 0. Solo home runs by Chris Chambliss and Rafael Ramirez, a run scoring triple by Claudel Washington, lead the offense. Bedrock goes four in relief for the win, and they and uh, they turn four double plays. I remember that. I remember that year when they went to thirteen and zero. I remember watching those games. I remember sitting around every day watching them and and just thinking that was the greatest team and just going to be the greatest feat ever. I also remember a couple of years after that when uh, the Braves and Padres got into a bench clearing melee. Bob Horner had a broken arm, wasn't playing in the game, but came down from the box to make sure his teammates were covered in the brawl. Great memories. I've actually gone back to YouTube recently and watched that video, and it was, it was a wild one for sure. Anyway, back to the story. After I made my comment on Dell's post, um, he replied a, a, a thank you type comment, something like, you know, thank you, Colin. Hey, thanks for commenting. To say that I was giddy is, is an understatement. In fact... Um, I've referenced that reply several times over the last couple of months and believe it was the highlight of my social media career today. Don't laugh. It's true. The comment from Dale Murphy is the highlight of my social media career. But it was odd. It was like almost overnight. The most important thing it did for me was to light a fire, literally overnight, and remind me how much I enjoyed baseball card collecting as a child. It had been years, but I rejoined the hobby and could not be ha happier. I started by ordering several Dale Murphy cards and, and a few other cards from eBay, Will Clark, San Francisco Giants, Texas Rangers, um, Roger Clemens. You know, I would go through and order them, you know, get a few cards for a dollar and all that. I spent a couple of weeks, a couple of bucks and had several cards, but then I realized how much I liked the 78 to 80 cards of other players too. So I started buying some other cards from those years. The nostalgia instantly overtook me. Next, I decided that I wanted some, some quantity in my collection, so I bought a few lots and actually visited my local card shop here. Nick's, uh, Nick's here in Dallas is literally less than five minutes from my house. Um, can't believe it's been open since 1989, and the first time I entered the store was uh, 2020. Uh, it's unbelievable. Anyway, I, I purchased a lot of their pre-bundled packets. Um, so I, I was just buying a lot of cards. And these were old cards put together. Probably not a whole lot of value to them, but it was, was giving me something to look at. It was giving me something to feel, giving me part of that collection. I instantly had no more cards than I knew what to do with. Baseball, football, basketball, hockey, some autograph cards, some rookie cards. Like I mentioned earlier, I started listening to more podcasts. I'd already listened to podcasts. I'm a big podcast person, but I started listening to a lot of podcasts regarding baseball or sports card collecting and YouTube channels. You realize that some of the newer cards can jump in value immediately. You know, they've done so much with cards now. They have them, um, they have them with uh, a signature, with autographs, with, with game-worn memorabilia, with baseball bats. It's just great things that they're doing. Um, with uh, cards. Hey, by the way, guys, I'm getting a breaking news right now on my phone that Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod could buy the Mets at a discount due to coronavirus. How about that? J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod owning the New York Mets. Um, that's right. 
I figured out I could make some fast money with a new hobby. So I started ordering blaster boxes and other types of boxes so that I could make a lot of money. But honestly, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to do that. It takes a lot of luck to do that. It likes, takes a lot of smart investing, all that. And not, I'm not really into the hobby for to make a lot of money right now, though I guess if I get some good cards, I, I don't think I'll ever be uh, married to any of these cards. I mean, you know, we'll review some of the cards in future future podcasts. We'll look at some of these things. But, I mean, frankly, I just love it. I love the cards. I love the history that comes with cards. I'm looking at the, you know, the, the old cards. Um, you know, a lot of the reasons that I like these cards, it reminds me of my childhood. When I was little, I had, uh, there's no telling how many baseball cards. I, I would probably overestimate if I guessed right now. But I made up my own games with the cards. I would, I would have a whole team or an all-star team. Um, I would write, you know, all the hits and all the strikes and outs. They could get on little pieces of paper, and I'd put them in a box, and I'd have to draw them out. And I'd keep the lineup. I'd keep statistics throughout a season, a short season, you know, a few games. But, I mean, it was great. Um, my dad at one point thought he had a Mickey Mantle rookie card. So we tried to find it. You know, we went looking for it. So, you know, there's just a lot of things about sports cards that remind me of my childhood. Um, it's also, you know, what's exciting about sports cards or really any kind of cards, quite frankly, and a lot of the memorabilia now when you're getting mystery boxes or you're getting, um, you know, certain boxes from, from things where you don't know what you're getting is exciting. You never know what you're going to get in a pack. You never know what you're going to get in a box. I don't really gamble much. I mean, I've been to Las Vegas. I've done some of that stuff. But let's be real. Every time you open a pack or a box of cards or join a break, you're essentially gambling. You don't know what's going to happen. It's very exciting. It's something new. When I was a kid and I collected cards, there was no eBay. There were no other sites to trade trade cards on. Comsi and you know all these sites that are growing now, and, and even just you know interchanges where you can uh, trade cards, Twitter, um, and, and stuff like that. I know I'm a little late to the game here, but it's so easy to look for cards and memorabilia and just purchase them relatively cheap in a lot of cases. When I first started back earlier this year, I was looking at political buttons, as I mentioned. I got a couple of really cool buttons. But I was amazed at what I had missed out by not being on eBay over the last several years. I'm like I said, I know I'm late to the game, but this is that, that's what makes it exciting for me right now, too. Um, it's something to keep my mind off things, if only for a little bit, you know? We've got this, this novel coronavirus, the global pandemic, um, Corona, you know, COVID-19 going around. These are not fun things to think about. I mean, the economy is going down the tank. Just yesterday, oil went to negative per barrel. You know, getting into the cards, reading about them, listening to others' podcasts, looking at Twitter, searching eBay, going to auction sites. It, it takes my mind off things, if even only for a little bit. And it, it's good to have that. I mentioned earlier how historical it is, just the nostalgia, you know, being a history major and, and really discovering that what I liked about history was not the academic aspect of it, but the, uh, the, the nostalgia, the learning, the, the facts, the things. So I, like I said, I majored in history at Baylor, even did some graduate coursework in history at the University of Texas at Arlington. I enjoy history. I enjoy the stories. I enjoy learning new things. That's exactly what card collecting, sports and non-sports cards, and other memorabilia provides. Facts, learning, history, nostalgia. And then finally, like I mentioned, it is an investment. Let's be real. You're taking money away from one thing and you're putting it 
um, into cards or, or memorabilia. And, you know, whether you're a collector or an investor, I see there's a lot of debates going on about all that on, on Twitter. I'll, I'll leave that up to everybody else. But regardless, if you're spending money, you're, you're making an investment. And, you know, you, you really do, even if it's nostalgic, you hope that they do go up in value. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think I'm going to be married to any one card at all. And I, if I have, open up a pack and I get a card that's worth $500, I'll probably sell it pretty quickly, quite frankly, unless I'm, I'm in a holding pattern. So uh, with, with the hopes that the value would go up more. So, man, you know, it's, it's just great to be back into the hobby. Um, it's great to have a hobby. It's great to do these things. And... Um, you know, I, I've got some different um, collections that I'm doing and we'll look at in the future. Um, for instance, as a, you know, I went to Baylor, so I'm taking a lot of Baylor athletes um, that have made it to the pros and I'm, I'm collecting their cards with autographs and, you know, really looking for rookie cards and autograph cards. Robert Griffin just came in the mail a couple of days ago, so that's a great card that I got. Um, I've got a great Corey Coleman card. I mean, I could go on and on. Max Muncy, you know, there's so many that are great from football, baseball, basketball now. Uh, Quincy AC um, was one of my favorite players while he was at Baylor. That guy was awesome. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously looking for autographs, um, not just sports autographs. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things out there. I don't, I, I haven't really researched the value of autographs and what you find. Um, you know, but right now I got a, a couple of autographs on the cards. I got a, a Matt Manning <laughs> baseball, which was a little bit of a surprise. I was hoping for a bigger hit than that, but we'll see where that goes um, through a hit parade box that I ordered. Um, and then, like I said, non-sports cards. I got a non-sports card collection that I'm going with right now. So, um, you know, I've got some Jaws 3D cards, some Star Wars cards, original Star Wars cards as well as some uh, Elvis Presley cards, which are really cool. I'm looking into some John Wayne uh, cards as a Sigma Chi. He was a, one of our well-known Sigma Chi's. Um, there's so many things there, but I'm also collecting Texas Rangers, Dallas Cowboys. Um, I really love soccer. Um, I really love the soccer cards. So we're looking at FC Dallas, uh, Dallas Mavericks. There's so many cards. So I'm gonna have a bunch of different collections going. Oh, and by the way, I do have a Dale Murphy collection. I've already got about 45 or 50 cards. None of them are exceptional. Most of them are pretty basic cards, but uh, you know, um, I, he was my favorite player as a child, so I'm, I'm collecting this card and hoping to grow that collection over time. Um, hey, listen, thanks for joining. Um, as I mentioned, this is new. This is new for me. This is gonna be new, um, hopefully in the podcast world and hopefully uh, we'll be able to bring a lot of value to you guys, a lot of value to the conversation, um, and learn a lot in the process as well. I think on the next episode, we'll talk about a couple of the brands that have really interested me, piqued my interest over the last few weeks. Um, Tops Inception, Tops Gypsy Queen. We'll look at some other topics too. Um, I'll be developing those soon. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting some sports soon. If we can get, if we can get past this pandemic and really... Um, you know, keep everybody safe and find a way to deal with it and, and minimize loss, then we, you know, hopefully we'll be past this and be out to sports soon. But be safe, everybody. Um, talk to you soon. See you on the next podcast. Thanks.